it's really hard, I think, not only because it's hard, but because there's a little bit of grief in there and you're kind of almost like you're losing these little versions of these people. Like they're actually going away, even though they're right there. So our brains aren't real rational either. And their brains aren't real rational at the same time. So it can just be like this perfect storm of how is it you don't seem to really love and adore me anymore? I'm so confused. Raise your hand if you're raising a teenager and you feel a little bit unsure about it sometimes. My hand is up in the air, and I think most of ours probably would be, but luckily for all of us, we have friends like Amy Better's Midvet. She literally wrote the book on raising teens, and she's here to talk with us about that today and to remind us that we are going to make it. Promise. Episode 7 of the So God Made a Mother podcast starts now. Hi, friends. Hi, Hello. Amy. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Hi guys. Hey, Amy. I- I'm, tr- I'm trying not to use a word that I always use, which is pumped on every single ding dang episode. So we are thrilled, happy, <laughs> but also pumped. Gracious <laughs> to have Amy Better's Midvet. Uh, did I say your name right, Amy? Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you. I just needed yeah. you to tell me I was perfect. Yeah, she has perfect. been she has been a long time Herbie from Home writer, but of uh, all of her pieces on all of the socials do very well and are very viral because you have a lot of teens and older kids, and everything you write is just beautiful and resonates so well with all of the people on Herbie from home, which is why we're always asking if we can publish your content because it's good. So hi, thank you. So thankful for you guys. So thankful for you. I'm so excited to be here. Cause I'm like my, my OG wonderful online friends. That's true. We have known each other for a very, very long time in, in internet speak. It's a long time. It is. <laughs> and Amy, Amy gives the best hugs. I mean, Amy. I know we got to hug each other. That I know. Oh my gosh. Like dream come true. There's Can a really great photo. Uh, somebody got of me hugging or kind of tackling Amy. Cause I was so excited I when I saw that. Amy. It was so great. The reason we went right. Yes, yes, I know. Welcome Amy. Maybe she wants, you want to introduce yourself any more than that? You got any other things to tell us about yourself? You have five kids, right? Yep. I have five kids. The oldest is 22. The youngest is 12. So, um, you know what that's like, right? It's crazy. We've got teens that are um, launched out of a house, sort of. I believe I was making an emergency trip up last there last night at 5 p.m. because they're, they're nice and close. And I think I'm going back up tonight. So that's what <laughs> launching is like here. Um, and then I have three at home, one who's graduated, um, but is taking a gap year. So I'm super lucky to get to keep him under my roof for another year. And then, um, sophomore and a seventh grader you're in it as I like to say Amy is in it and yeah and are you married to your your college sweetheart high school sweetheart? I can't my college sweetheart yes Yes, we started dating he was like the night host stand guy you like checked my id yeah oh I was I was gonna say he checked more than that but I'm like Leslie stop it it's too late it's too late that was a great one oh yes yes start writing Amy yeah. When did you start writing? I started writing um, when I think the p- first piece I ever had that went viral was about Ellie turning 14 and she's now 22. So however many years, math is hard, eight years. Is that right? We have that um, one, don't we? Coach. So, so yeah, you guys have run that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think the it's the one thing. about you already miss her. Is that I it? already miss her? Yeah. Yes. That was like my first. So it was right around that time. 
um, when she was just, my first oldest was just entering her teen years is sort of when I started writing and um, still Sam was still really little. And it so it's really so fast. So it fast. happens so fast. Their story is just so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. So we want to dive in today about raising teens because Carolyn and I are just in the beginning years of, we both have a 15 year old. So we're really just kind of starting. And I have to say, Amy, and it's hard for me to admit when I'm wrong, <laughs> but two years ago when my oldest was 13 and sweet little old Leslie thought this was easy. I was like, this is, I don't know what people are talking about. Like this is so sweet and lovely. And now I have two of them at 15 and 13. And I often will grab a piece of something out of the refrigerator and go into the shower, turn it on and eat something while I'm crying in the shower, like cold pizza. Like Kyle, my husband found pizza in the drain. Uh, about a month ago. That's a really great idea. I'm going to start eating in the shower. I love that as a strategy. therapeutic because raising teens is incredibly beautiful. I love these little monkeys so much. And it is also so difficult. And it's, you don't know it until you're in it. You really don't. And I realize we're just beginning. So what, I don't know. I don't even know how, where do we start? Where do we start? I know. I don't even know. Um, yes, at that very beginning phase, it is like it's like you feel when it all begins. I for me, it was like I had just gotten to this point where I was like, I've got this figured out. We are locked down, locked and loaded, got it going. Like I could do baths, I could do lunches, I could do extracurricular activities, but I had it right. And then you kind of falsely believe like you've nailed it personally, right? And you can take whatever comes your way. And then they the whole game switches, they switch every single role, and you're in an entirely new game with these people. And it's really hard. I think not only because it's hard, but because there's a little bit of grief in there, um, for the things that you feel like you're losing, right? Like I'm losing the ability to, to like, know what I, what is even going on. Uh, That's like baseline. Right. And you're kind of almost like you're losing these little versions of these people. Like they're actually going away, even though they're right there. So our brains aren't real rational either. And their brains aren't real rational at the same time. So it can just be like this perfect storm of, of, like, how do you, how is it you don't seem to really love and adore me anymore? I'm so confused. <laughs> I feel like, that's so cool and wonderful. It's hard in your heart. And don't you find, this is something too. So mine, uh, mine is 15 also, my oldest. Mm-hmm. And my my next one, it will be 13 soon. And it's a yeah. boy. So it's a whole, oh, yeah. it's a whole other it. thing. But, but it's so interesting to me that the older they get, you think like, okay, I figured this out with the first one. And then the second one comes along oh. and I'm like, why doesn't this work with you? Because oh. it worked with the other one. And it's, it. it's, I know. And that's so hard. I remember that. Like I see that in the littler ones, but it's easier yes. for me to course correct. I think with the, the smaller ones to yes. have to do things differently, but the teenagers, I'm just like, what, what, <laughs> what is going on? Right. And it repeats itself not to be like, yeah, not to be not the voice of hope, but like with all five of these kids, and I think mm-hmm. Sam is just being 12, just starting to enter it. We're just seeing what we call it the pubening in my house. So we're just <laughs> starting to see signs of the pubening, you know, like it's, it's that whole cloud over their heads and it's that whole like eye thing that they do. And it just starts to come out, even though they all promised they would never do that to me mm-hmm. Um, one by one, but each kid the like from number one to number two, my first two are girls, totally different ball game. Then you throw this boy in there, completely different. Third girl, again, completely different. So with so much of it is just in my 
you know, my philosophy really is, it's just about relationship and connection to those kids. Like, how can I get to know you as a person? I thought it was going to be, what are my rules going to be for my teenagers? I'm just going to map that out right now. And here's what you're all going to do. And it is so not that it is really, what do you need now that you're going through this really hard time? Because it's really hard on them too. Even when they're acting like it's the best time in the world, or they're acting like they're so happy to have this freedom or whatever it is. It's really hard to be a teenager today. I mean, really hard. So they need us in this different way and they need us to connect to them and get to know them personally. What is it they need? And then a lot of times that means I am adjusting and doing things that I didn't think I would do as a parent, right? I am letting things go. I would never ever guess would have let go. And sometimes I'm reining things in that I didn't think would be a big deal. So it really is just about that individual kid. But I agree. It's much harder when they're older to course correct that because they're like an autonomous human so much more than they were as that little tiny human where we could change bedtime or we could change schedule. We could change food. You know, we could change all those little things. These are like big things that we're being asked to change. Okay. How do you do that? Though? <laughs> how, how do you, she took the words right out of my mouth. Cause I was going to say, right. Minute, I'm like, how do you do but that? Amy, tell me how to do this. Cause I'm winging it. I'm winging and it. And that's what you're going to keep doing, right? Like, I think you're winging it with a really open heart full of love. That's it. And a heart full of acceptance and like curiosity. And when I was real and I, and I, I tell you this, um, standing on the bedrock of a thousand mistakes. And my oldest child would be able to tell you the most of those, right? Like I could tell you all the things that I have done wrong with her and all the things I've had to apologize for. You know, she has said uh, something just happened where one of our kids got into some trouble. And I had that blocked down in 10 minutes. Like, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going on next. Let's talk about it. What's going on, blah, blah, blah. Okay, get ready. Let's go to school. And my oldest found out the story. She said, I slithered. So these kids could sprint. What that is accurate because I just, I just did all these things to her that I thought would work. And when they didn't work, I had to figure out how to do it differently. So a lot of it is making mistakes, especially with your first one. Um, you know, I, I will be writing a lot. I've been writing a lot, um, in my book about how, how to do this differently and how to think about meeting them where they're at in a different way. Some of it, I don't think I could have done at the beginning. So you also have to give yourself a lot of grace. I don't think you can do it um, until you do it. It's just like parenting a newborn, right? Like everyone can tell you, here's all the things you're going to need to do. And you're not going to believe them because you're going to think my, that's not it. And maybe it even won't be it, right? It'll be something different for your child, but just knowing you're equipped with that ability to stop, take a breath, apologize, rethink it. And every decision that you make, if you can make it for, how is this going to keep us connected? How am I going to, how is this going to keep me, keep me connected to this kid in this moment? How is this going to keep our relationship moving forward? So when they're 30 years old, they're going to call me like, that's a lot of times what I think, right? Like how, if, how am I going to react to this? So when something really, really bad happens, they call me. And then I react that way, which is not grounding them, which I've done, which is not taking away all the things which I've done, which is not yelling at them and lecturing them and, you know, giving them the rules. It's not any of those things. Um, it's a lot messier than that. And then you'll figure it out and then they'll do something else where you'll be like, and that didn't have that on the parenting teens bingo card. Okay. <laughs> you know, and that is really the last two weeks where we've lived as parents. My husband and I literally look at each other all the time and we're like, can you... Like, can you even believe? And they're not trying to mess up. They're not trying to kill us. I if think it just feels like it. I think it was you or someone else, a, a more seasoned parent yeah. that, that you guys have taught me 
Um, of course, to remember that the, it is so hard for them too. So mm -hmm. I, I keep reminding myself that. And the, it is okay. And in fact, good to apologize to your kids yeah. when you mess up. Yeah. And so that it's a very different, we have to train ourselves to do that because it's a whole different lifestyle that we're doing. But I have found in telling my kids when I mess up and I mess up a lot that we have deeper conversations then about what's really going on. And you guys taught me that. Yes. I think, well, I, I feel like we were probably parented similarly right? And, and even in that vein, my parents will say like, I'm glad I'm not parenting teenagers now. Like you guys have mm -hmm. at it. This is way different. Um, so we do have to be different. And I do think being vulnerable and apologetic and admitting sometimes it's even saying like, I am looking at what is happening right now. And I have no idea what to do next to you guys. So I'm just going to take a hot minute. And so are you. And then we're going to come back. It gives them permission to mess up. It gives them permission to apologize. It gives them permission just to be human people, um, as opposed to if we're like, we have all the answers and we're trying to bequeath them to you. There's not a lot of wiggle room for them to mess up and to be vulnerable. And then there's also, there can be a lot of shame for them around like, I'm not perfect. And that's another thing that we don't want, right? We just want that connection and that ability just to all of us to be human people in relationship with each other in this family. Eventually as grownups that all like, pay for things themselves <laughs> someday 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 that's it. we'll get there amy and amy wrote a piece for so god made a mother in this vein talking about teenagers and i think really talking about that takeaway that it's it's so much about the grace and the 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 love and just kind of learning both of you at the same time, you're, you're growing up in a sense together because you've never parented a teenager, especially with your first one. And obviously they haven't been a teenager either. So she wrote a piece that I think we're going to have her read a little bit from called we're holding on to love. And then we'll talk a little later too. Amy also mentioned she's writing a book. So we will talk about her book, but I think if we can have her read a little bit. That'd be wonderful, Amy. Okay, awesome. All right. I want it so badly for her to be well and happy that I'd been blind to the miracle she already was. I'd been so focused on the mistakes and the missteps that I'd forgotten she and I were already both enough right there in our brokenness. I could finally see how my fear was hurting her. So instead of keeping her safe, it made me an unsafe person for her to come to. The fear I was holding onto was driving us apart. So I decided to put aside fear and pick up love and loving her meant letting her be free, free to let her mistakes be hers and mine be mine, free to learn her own lessons, even when it was the absolute hardest way. And why does it have to be the hardest way? Free to pull herself up when she had to, free to gain strength and confidence by forging her own path, something that wouldn't have happened if she just listened to me and done as she was told. Once she was free to test your own wings, I was also free to help her get up and try again. And she felt it too. Oh. I just, as you're reading that, it, I feel myself get emotional and I'm like, it's such a bittersweet, beautiful journey. It's so hard to let them fly on their own. How can they fly on their own? I was just wiping their bums not very long ago. How can they do this on their own? <laughs> I know. And it's so, and sometimes we're watching it. Like the train is going to hit you. The train is going to hit you. And they're just playing on the tracks. 
and, and you just, that's it, right? And they have to bear the aftermath of that. And that is one of the hardest lessons of letting them learn their own lessons. And if we don't, we rob them. We just rob them of their experience to know they can do it. But man, I wish it was easier. But how do you do it, Amy? Because I, you know, I mean, you listen to say, let them make their own mistakes and like, and that's so true, but it's so hard in practice to know, like, this is a conversation I've had with friends of mine recently too, is how to know which hill do I die on at this yes. stage? You know, where, where do I step in and where do I hold back and, and maybe watch knowing what's going to happen or, or having a good idea. That's a hard balance to strike in your own parenting, I think, Absolutely. because they are still, like you said, their frontal lobes are not developed. So you no. So how do you know, right? How do you, how do you know? What I think that looks so much different for like your 13 year old to your 15 year old to your 18 year old to your 20, even your 22 year old is still a thing that you, I'm still parenting her through really hard things. Um, she's bringing them to me. Whereas my 12 year old, my 16 year old, um, the guardrails are on there a little tighter because they don't know, right? They think they know. And the more it, it's almost like the more they think they know, the more they need us to kind of make that smaller. So there are, you know, there's a lot more boundaries to function in, uh, you know, in our 12 and 13 year olds, my 16 year old, now she's driving. There's a little bit of freedom, more freedom there, but now there's also more boundaries because she has that freedom. So it, and then that varies by kid, each kid as they drove has had different rules. So it, it's like, we can't be an expert on teenagers. We'll never, it's never going to happen, but you have to be an expert on each and every one of your teenagers so that, you know, where's the boundary for this kid. And it's never going to be fair. And sometimes when you have a bunch of kids, they're looking for fairness. Like, so, oh, so Ellie got to do this at this age. So that's when I get to do it. No, absolutely not. It'll be whenever you personally are ready for it. So that philosophy, and that's again, where that relationship is, is that's what helps, you know, it's, it's not ever going to be a prescription, but it is going to be that sense of like, for this kid, this is really, it, it, both of our girls just kind of made a little messed up both involved in it, such different girls. And the reaction had to be totally different from us for each kid. One, it was like, like this better be a lesson. And the other was, how can I help you through this? I feel like my struggle lately has been for my girls who are 15 and 13, yeah. that it's yeah. not fair. It's not fair would, for the other yeah. one. Like Grace is getting different opportunities than Ella, but yet Ella didn't need that at 13. And I feel like you just gave me permission to be like, I know. oh wait, you're the parent, Leslie. Like it doesn't have to be fair. <laughs> They're different kids, yes. different life they, stages. You're a different mother. You're a different yes. mother. Someone totally. pointed that out to me too the other day when I said, mm -hmm. I think I said, I feel like I wasn't as, I, I'm not as good of a mom to my younger ones as I was to my older ones who are now teenagers because, you know, for whatever reason. And she said, yeah, but you're a different mother now than what you were. And I said, well, that's a good point. I mean, you you do kind of have to give yourself a little permission, I guess, to say it doesn't have to be fair because who says it has to be fair? And right. what is that anyway? Right. And what is fair? Yeah. I mean, that was like in my classroom, I always had about the box of band-aids, right? Like if someone hurts their finger, am I going to give you all a box of band a, a band-aid? That would be ridiculous. You know, if someone comes in in our classroom and breaks their leg, everyone doesn't get a cast. It's so silly. And that is exactly, that works in the classroom. It works in parenting. You know, it is, what is it that you need? What is it that I need to give you? And for them, I also want my kids to stay in relationship with each other. So mm. to have them acknowledge you are all different. And, and this isn't a competition between you guys either for anything. Like we are not comparing you. We are not comparing your journeys. We just want you to be the best version of you. We're, we don't care. Like some of you, I'm going to, I'm going to write a little harder about some things and others not, right. It's just, that's how you're made. And so that I think also helps. So there's not that resentment sometimes that can happen between siblings, mm. right. 
And you're just yeah. very honest about that, right? Like you just tell them, this is how it is. This is why I'm doing this. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And invite them in, like always invite them in. Like if you have some pushback on that, I could a hundred percent be wrong. So right. if you think I am, let's discuss let's it. Talk about I'm it. willing to, and that was really hard for me. I don't like to change my mind or, <laughs> or like, I like to you know, even when I'm being all open and free, I like, this is kind of what we decided. I don't like to change that. It's not fun, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I think another funny thing that I've noticed with my teenagers so far is, and I still have little ones. My, my youngest yeah. is still not even two. So we have both, but we'll like put the littler ones to bed and then without fail every night at like 10, 10 30 at night, here come the teenagers crawling out of their room and they'll just yeah. plop themselves in the chair in the room. And that's when we talk. And I have, I, we have had to like shift a little bit of like, Oh, I guess we're not going to watch our show on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> tonight. And I I've, I've learned to really kind of cherish that time. And that's when I listen to them and let them talk. And we kind of talk through something. I don't know. That's been a hard, it's not been hard, but it's been a, it's been an interesting shift in just how that they come out at night. You know, can I, can I have a, say something with that though? Because I agree. That's hundred percent that But then sometimes I feel like they do that so much now that I'm like, no, I actually need some me time in the evening. So I have been honest. So my Ella last night was mad because I only played like one round of rummy with her. And I was like, Ella, I don't want to play anymore. She's like, well, if you want me here, you need to And I was like, no, I want you, but there's the real, right? Like it can't. 15 year old, I have the fireplace on and your brother's in here. You will sit down on this couch and watch Santa Claus with me. Cause I just want you in the room. She's like, fine mom. And I'm like, I just, I just want your presence. I just want you here. But I think right again, it's that honesty, like just telling them Mm -hmm. what you are feeling in that moment and why has, has been really good in our house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's huge. I think, you know, along those lines, it is like, this is kind of, I'm thinking and feeling about it. You're not responsible for my thoughts and feelings. They're mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to work those out. But like in this moment to be in community, like this is like, I've done that same thing. Like this is the family show we all watch at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're bad at eating dinner together too, <laughs> because people are coming and going. Right. Same. So instead it's like, we're all going to watch Parks and Rec tonight. And that's mm-hmm. what's and then you may be released into the wild. Yes. And one will complain and one will be happy but, and one will fight. But, but you don't care because of, they're all together. They're all together. Like, I know. I know. Don't you just love that feeling when everyone is bad? Like now that I have those older ones that are kind yeah. of on their own skit and I have one driving. And so we're not always under the same roof. There's just something so subtle. I understand now the that feeling of everyone under my roof my is just such a precious moment. Even when you're not doing anything, you don't even have to be in the same room. You know, no. it's just knowing everyone is in that little, I can look on life 360, like and everybody's bubble. Yes. Right. Yes. This I is a whole it. new, that life 360 thing is whole new for me. Hey, while we're talking about this and the holidays approaching, and I know I'm just preparing my heart for this. How do you, how do you handle when the traditions change? Oh, see, I feel like I need to go get a piece of pizza and stand in a shower because they have already changed quite a bit this fall. And it was really hard for me. Like we went to the apple, you know, to go pick apples and they hated it. And I just made those kids sit with me. (laughs) And then we went and we took pictures by our favorite tree, which I need to write about that we've done for years. And they were fighting. I mean, they could care less. Now their baby brother who's six loves it. So I want to keep doing it, but those girls don't care. And I'm like, how do I, how does my heart handle that and be okay to let go of the old traditions and create new? I'm very much in that transition and it's really hard. 
it is so hard. And that this is actually harder, probably even like, cause they come back around. So, mm-hmm. so like, that's the good news. They'll come back around and they want to do all the old things again. Like the girls want to come home, like don't. And which of course means we didn't go to the apple orchard because they're like, don't go without us. Right. Don't go without, that's it hard for me too. When they, you know, like, how do you do things with only part of them sometimes? Mm-hmm. How do you only take the six-year-old to the oh, apple orchard? Yeah. Like that's what we've had to learn to do. Or like Sam would never get a pumpkin if he didn't just go alone. And so actually Ted even took him to get his pumpkin while I was gone this weekend, which was like, a, I mean, a double dagger, right? I came home to him carving a pumpkin and I was, <gasps> and I felt heartbroken, but also I hate carving pumpkins. So I don't know why I feel heartbroken, <laughs> but right. I, it's like my least favorite thing, but I still was like, I had to get over it really fast. Like Amy, that like, that's about Sam's experience. This isn't about your experience. He's still doing that thing. And so we really do have to negotiate, especially like even some of mine are getting significant others that they maybe want to see. So it is like, what are the parts that really matter to us as a family? And then it is what you said earlier, what hill am I going to die on here? Mm -hmm. Am I going to die on the apple orchard hill? Am I going to die on the favorite tree hill? Like what hill? And and then I, and what is it? And like, for me, it's decorating the Christmas tree. I won't do that until everybody's home. Everybody has to be there for that. And then our Christmas movies, a lot of times now I'm just watching them with Sam or Sam and Kate. It's fine. Right. Um, so it is just that, but also there's so many new fun things mm-hmm. that come out of this, you know, that they like to, they can come now with black Friday shopping. The older girls can come and they're helping me with each other's gifts. And I don't know there's just, there's, there's the, it, it, there is a payoff. And if you can try and find that on the other side, like there have been years I had to, and really the years you guys are in are the years that were hardest with your first one. That was like when I would sit at the table and cry and just be like, why can't everybody just hang out their stocking and write their letter to Santa? Cause I, you know, it's so awful. Like the, where you are is really the, you're at the pinnacle of heart. So like give yourself that ability to, to take your pizza in the shower, hundred percent, take Christmas cookies in the shower when Christmas hits and just have at it. And then, and then even ask, that's another opportunity to ask them, what else would you guys like to do that we don't do? Like we went and looked at all these, I would have never taken them to look at the lights and the cold when they were little. Cause I am not the bundle up your kid's mom ever. Like I just would complain and say, forget it. Now we all can bundle up and we can go walk around, look at the Christmas lights outside. And so there are other things that like, I've learned to find joy in. I'm going to be a you little need bit. You to say, we, we have to change. <laughs> you do it. I hate change. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate Amy, it. I am a stubborn Midwest girl. I don't like to change. I don't like change and I don't like to change. No. So that's no. a, that's a very hard thing. <laughs> no. I'm a holder on her. That is what I say. Holder on her. Yeah. I'll make me a t-shirt that says holder yeah. on her. That and yet, and- you think about it. I, I look back to you on those things and I'm sure we did this to our parents too, you know, yeah. where we were like, went through that phase. And now though, that I'm almost 40, <laughs> Leslie doesn't like to talk about, about time. I know. Right. Right. But I look back and I do remember those things and think they were special and important. And I find myself implementing them with my own family. So I guess it comes around. <sighs> it does come around. You guys, we, we hung on, we have like, I mean, all the way through my whole life. And when we were at my mom and dad's for Christmas Eve, and this was right to like, we slept over the first when we had really little kids. We slept over there on Christmas Eve. Santa came for all of us every year until I was probably 27, maybe 30. I'm not even kidding. So like, that was the hill my mom died on. Right. I I love it. I love Mm -hmm. that. That was what it was. And so, um, you can, you can pick, pick some things too, that you get to keep and make them suffer through it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they're not really suffering. That's not, and you're training them to be adults. That's a good point you made earlier too, because even Amy, you, 
having a large family, which five kids, I have five kids too. So that's yeah. a, that's a large family. It is such an interesting little case study of just societal, you know, how you interact with people. And I think that not to say that people who don't have a big family don't have that going on too, but it is just such a good training ground for them growing up with, with siblings or, or just a family with whoever that is and whatever that looks like to go out then once you are not there with them to give those right. little guide rails and little lessons yeah. and redirects and things like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They learn how to be in community and community. <sighs> What's that but like then to watch, watch them when they get to that stage now, because you have some that you have launched. What's that like to see? Um, it's terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. You know, it really is like, it can be the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in a whole other way, because when they're doing, you know, they're on top of their game and things are going well, it's just like, you, like we made this person and look what they're doing. I can't even believe that. Right. Like, it's just so cool. And when things go awry, it can be in a, a large way. That's really scary. And you just realize like, yeah, I can't save them from this. Like, this is a world consequence. Like you said, like, how do you know, like you get to the point where it doesn't matter what you think it's just there in the world. Right. It's so oh. like, that, like it is what it is. So that is really hard. And I am really lucky that so far everyone calls everyone, no one's hiding anything. People are letting it all hang out blessing and curse every once in a while I'm like I do you know this like you know this. right mm -hmm. so hard but I get to know it right I get to know it and um and it's a, to a totally different relationship um with especially my two oldest that are out in the world like it is just the coolest thing to go pick them up last night we went and had some just had some apps and some ice waters really quick in between what they needed to do and it was so lovely to just to hear their plans and um yeah, it just, it's just amazing. And all I hope is that that last, that part lasts forever. Like that's the part that we want to last forever. So if we can get into that part and, and it will last forever. They will, I mean, you know, I, it sounds like both of you guys are like with your parents, right? You still love your parents. You still want to hang out with your parents. Like that's what I want my kids to want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jamie, I feel like we could dive into so many things. Uh, social media and dating Ugh. and just all we're the gonna things. have Amy back. We're yeah. going to have to have her back, but can you talk about your book? Cause are you going to dive into some of those things yes. in your book? Okay. Perfect. I have all those things. Yep. <laughs> so my book um, is called I'll make it and you will too. Um, everything no one talks about when parenting teens. And so it should be out in August of 2023. Very 24. 24. Oh my gosh, 2024. It's fine. Math you can brain it's okay. cells too. <laughs> Math is so hard. Numbers, anytime it's a number, I don't know what it is. Yes. Um, there's a reason I'm a literacy coach and not a math coach. So, <laughs> yeah. so I will take you all the way through the tween years, all the way through launching your kids. Um, and so there's chapters in there on social media, on mental health, on kids in church, on fashion, on um name it everything on the on the launching on the pubening um on reflecting on your own growing up years so there's just a little bit of everything it's like a little mixtape of chapters of all the things that um from the funny to the really hard things that um that we've been through and I just kind of talk about it through our stories and hopefully people can can see that and try to offer little tips along the way of like the the how do we do that that's woven in there ideas for how you do that or how we've done that, which might spark a yet a different idea of how you could do that. So um, I'm really excited about it. Um, and so are my kids weirdly. I love that. And it's needed. Yeah. 
it's very yes. needed. So yeah. thank you for talking about this tough topic that I feel like you guys are, you guys are paving the way. So many writers now with teens are paving the way for all of us to be more comfortable and open to talking about it and reaching out. Cause it's scary. It's a weird, it's hard. It's different than when your kids are little, you can't talk about them. The same. It is That's hard. Yeah. It's because the yeah. whole time, like when my kids were your age, I felt like there wasn't a book not a lot of people were talking about it and so I was just like sitting in the hallway outside their room all by myself at two o'clock in the morning going clearly I'm the only person who's messed up right right yes. what am I doing wrong why why is it so hard for on? me yeah right and then mm -hmm. you find out it, it there's a everything's not more normal than you think so it's like the book that I wish I would have had at two o'clock in the morning in the hallway by myself so I love that so I'm gonna okay. need it I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna need it I'm going to need it. Read my, read my story. Will I you send me so like 12 cool. copies? please? I will. <laughs> She's got a lot coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you're the, it is a marathon. That's what I know. Thing. You're and right. Your it is a longer marathon. than mine. I, you're you really signed up for like the extra. We really extra did. Book. Didn't we? <laughs> I love it. So it's good. all right. I'd have one more if I could, man. I'd have one more if I could. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> They're so fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Amy, this was amazing. Thank you for you coming to include. We're going to put all your, all your socials in the show everybody. notes uh, and we will tell everybody how to, how to contact you and how to get that book next year. Cause I bet it'll be for pre-order soon ish. Yes. We're working mm -hmm. on like all the cover stuff and all the really fun designy stuff. So yeah, it's, okay. it'll all be in production. This in summer, is, so. It makes me just like a proud mother all of love you guys because amy okay. has been around yeah. her view for so long and so many of our writers are just finding like yeah. they find their voices and just to watch you use it in the way that you are it's it's just wonderful to watch i'm just i'm so proud of you amy no i say this you. too all the time but i'm gonna say it one more time like could not have done it without you guys I, there's a hundred percent like getting in to like getting accepted. Oh my gosh. Getting the email from you. Everyone talks about it. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then being a part of your community that you guys grew and just the support and the learning. Oh, that has happened for me there. This book would not be in the world if it weren't for you guys either. So, you know, all of us, right. We are, we're like, we're still all growing up and learning together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's the best. Yeah. Just being able to connect with each other. That's yes, you for us getting to do it together. We're so lucky. <laughs> all right, Amy. And to hug every now and then is a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. And Carolyn, remember? Oh, yes, remember the world needs your story. Mm -hmm.